Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Welcome to Lakes United We Stand from an absolutely Baltic Old Trafford where uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's United have just drawn 2-2 with newly promoted Aston Villa to keep us, um, I think, at currently the second best United in England, just below the Giants of Sheffield. Um I'm, I've got the usual suspects with me. I've got Anthony Shaw, I've got uh, Stu Edwards, and I've got Bloomy as well. I'll start with you, Anthony, as ever, because uh, I know you're desperate for uh, to have a good moan. Uh, and what did you make for let's let's start? Cause you've been talking about the team selection a little bit on the way here. What did you make of the team selection today? Well, there's always the same thing about you know United can only select United players, and I do understand that. But after watching Pereira for about 70 minutes last weekend. I thought he was that much out of his depth. I felt a bit sorry for him. Um, it's not the only position I've seen him play all right for United on that when he's asked to shut down a full-back on the right side. Like, sort of like a defensive winger, but we keep insisting now on playing him in centre midfield. And I, to be honest, I'd much rather just try a young lad out from the reserve. Well, I was just about to say, because as much as I completely understand your point there, because he, he drives me mental to a point where... I, as more than any United player I've ever seen. But it is, it's getting to a point where you, you pity him in there um, and you want him taken out of there for his own sake. But what would you do instead of it, though? Because we are literally down to the bare bones in that position. Yeah, and this comes back to the start of the season, which we all foreseen, didn't we? We all said that we've not signed enough players. And I understand Saltshire's attitude is very, you know, we wait for the right person. And, you know, we wait if necessary and make do, but... United aren't in a position where they can start writing seasons. I thought if you're Aston Villa, you possibly can, but United need to be um, at least in the top six by Christmas. No, this is um, unheard of, really, isn't it? Stu, uh, we'll get completely what I'm saying. I agree with him a million percent. I'd play anyone there. Yeah. I'd probably play you there ahead of Pereira at the minute. But Thanks. I mean, we have to. We do also have to appreciate it. He is United's fifth choice centre midfielder, and because of the injury problems we've had, he's been playing there every week. But it's getting beyond a joke now, isn't it? It is beyond a joke. Um, one, the, the one thing I would say is, and I'm sure we all agree on it, we're, we're, I'm, I'm going to mention Matic, is that I'm pretty sure he's going to be sold on the 1st of January. I'm pretty sure he's fit, and I don't get why we wouldn't play someone of Matic's experience. We know he, we know he's yesterday's play. We know he's, his best years are behind him, you know, four or five <coughs> years ago. Um, and that's not the future, and that's not what, what Solskjaer obviously wants going forward, but... There must have been a conversation between him, the player, <coughs> and and Solskjaer, because I'm pretty convinced he would have played by now, and I'm and, mm. I'm, and I'm damn sure, unless things really get desperate, injury-wise, that he's not going to play again for us. And that's that's what I don't get. That he's not even in the squad. And that Pereira, he, he, he's Pereira, claiming he's injured, but I, I, he didn't look injured when I saw him two two weeks ago. <coughs> well, uh, I mean, it's interesting to say that actually, because there's a thing in a magazine that's nearly out today that um, Solskjaer that believes that there's a couple of players, yeah. or at least one player. Um, who's not playing and should be playing? We all know who that's. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, but you just touched on there whether you think it could be Matic, it could be Pogba. But either way, is, uh, do you have some sympathy with the manager at the minute with what the choices he's got from central midfield? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. 
Who was it walking back to back to the uh, to the car before? Mentioned Phil Jones because obviously he's done a job in midfield before, but he's been completely frozen out and such. Not even on my bench today, but Phil Jones for me, I don't think he could do any worse than what Pereira is at the moment, and that's a really bad bad thing to say. And obviously we all know that Phil Jones shouldn't be anywhere near the club. He should have gone in the summer, but you know clearly no one want, wanted him. Um, but to just keep putting Pereira out and let's you know let's be honest and mentioned the 70 minutes at, at Bramall Lane last week. When he went off, that was the best 10-15 minutes we played. But do you, do you know what? I mean, I'll come to you, Blim, but I think he was too scared to take Pereira off today because I think the crowd reaction would have... Yeah. Whatever was little bit of confidence he's got left in his body, I think would have been the end of it because yeah. he was... I mean, he was getting pelters off where I was and it's, it's some, of the more, some of the more clued-up support or, or what we like to think so. Um, Blimey, have you got any arguments with the team he picked today? Yeah, I have, but I'm just, I'm just sick of saying the same thing. It's... He's, he's been put into a position now where, yeah, I understand the injuries, but it goes back to the summer again and what Anne said. We didn't. We all felt that not enough were brought in. Is that is that the manager's and fault, though? I'd say in a way, yeah. I mean, and and the people above him as well. I mean, since Alshaz, since Alshaz come in, we've got rid of Fellaini. Which it, which are, I thought that's fine. That's great. Do you think yeah. he, do you think he would have sanctioned all those sales, knowing he would only get. Two young players and Maguire in. But, yeah, it goes back to what Ant says. We're not in a position to starting to write off seasons because look where we are now. And they, they're probably still thinking that they've got a chance of getting top four, potentially. I, I, does anyone in the right mind feel that's a possibility at the minute? No. You, I don't. Had a, Do you know what I mean? United knew three months <clears throat> before the end of last season that Herrera and Fellaini yeah. weren't going to be United players next season. Exactly. So, out of all, how many scouts have they got available to them? What did what did Woodward say? Like, did he say like sixty odd scouts? Well, well, that's my, scouting six hundred players all around That's 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 my yeah. point entirely. And I, listen, yeah. I don't disagree one bit, but I'm just saying, who's who is to blame for that? No, Does the manager take the blame, or, it, or is it's, it? It's got to be a collective at the end of the day. Not you can't blame just one person for everything. You've you've got to. You've got to take it as, as everyone, because it's the same with when Mourinho was in charge as well. People, obviously, yeah, he did he did some shit things, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't just to blame for the mess. There was people above him as well, and the players. You've got to, you've got to make it as a collective. And I'm a, I'm a social fan, as you know, and I think he should be given the time. I think it's, I think any manager with a current setup wouldn't do so well, but... Um, Mourinho's favourite fanboy, Mr Duncan Castles, has made a tweet today saying that since Solskjaer's been made permanent manager, we've only won 28% of games. Now, you know, whether we're going through transition, whether we've got a depleted squad, I mean, that's not good enough, is it? Definitely not, mate. I didn't know you were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, 28%? I was getting distracted there. 28%? 28%, yeah, since he gets Jesus. And... I don't really think that's a fair stat as well because you got to do it. You got to do his percentage do from, from when he, he started, he started yeah, didn't you? And um, I think how many draws have we had as well? We've drawn a lot of games. Well, I'm, I'm going to come to that in a minute. Actually. Yeah, because yeah, we, we've not actually been beaten that often. And um, I think the amount of draws is what's punishing us. And if you take, you know, if Saltshire had like 500 grand's worth of wages that I sat on sat on the stands or on the bench every week. To spend on players, then you know that that team, you'd start to think it was, you know, you'd have a lot more wins than we've had, wouldn't you? You know, we've never he's never got his best player. Well, we say best player, but 
because we all know most you know, te technically gifted yeah, players. Technically gifted players. Yeah, he's he's still not a striker, is he? <coughs> He'll create for you, but yeah, we're still lacking um, a striker he's massively. Still, yeah. He's never got him available to him, has he? He's got Luke Shaw spends the season full of chocolate. <laughs> um, we've got um, Nemanja Matic, who's you know gone downhill fast, but he's a massive earner, I assume, in terms of the squad. So. You know, if we could, if if he, if he could get, oh, and Alexis Sanchez, don't forget as well. He's never no, he's got him available. Yeah. So, and then mm. take Lukaku's wages out as well because he was sold without a replacement. And I think he's been, you know, I, I think it's up to him to speak up a bit. He shouldn't be going into a season like he has done, and he should be kicking off about it definitely. But Mourinho tried that, and look where it got him. Um, no, he's saying the right things in public, <coughs> obviously, because that's. Yeah. What you're supposed to do, but behind the scenes, you should be. Do you saying, think then it's a case of he's been appeased by by the board saying to you, "Well, okay, summer didn't go as we wanted. You know, give us January to sort it out." Well, January the first could be oh, one massive, could yeah. be one special yeah. day, couldn't it? Yeah. One very special day. But again, the are likes. You, are you expecting it to be? Um, Especially with our track record, anyway. Personal, January January is not on a personal level. Yeah, but one. United no. I said I said the other week, City are after a defender now. I'll guarantee they'll get a defender that they need. Simple as that. <coughs> but, you know, the shopping list, whoever it is, you know, Madison, whoever, whoever's on that shopping list and wherever they are, we know how difficult it is to come in in, in January and, and why would they want to come into that mid-season? A massive pay rise would be, would be probably the best thing. But um, Ant's just touched on there about the draws with United. And I'm, I'm pretty certain, I don't know the definite stats on this, so please don't pull me up on it if I'm quite wrong, but I know I'm not far away. I, I make that United's seventh league draw of the season and in all seven of those games, we've led. Yeah. That's a massive issue, isn't it? That we cannot go into the lead in a game and kill them. And, and we, we keep talking about strike, not having strikers. We keep talking about missing midfielders. United have conceded five goals in a week to Sheffield United and Aston Villa. The, the back yeah. two are still a worry. I heard someone yeah. walking out about Lindelof and... Um, and Lindelof, Lindelof, especially for me. Yeah, yeah, I know definitely. he scored a goal today, but and Maguire, he's all over the As a partnership, uh, you know, and, and I know they've got no one in front of them, and I know the back, you know, the wing backs, full backs, whatever you want to call them, are being changed every week. So it's certainly no, nowhere near a, a settled back four or five, so that doesn't help. But I, we've, we've not progressed. If, if anything, we've, you know, we've, we've, we've turned Maguire into a bloody. In, into an average player all of a sudden I think it? that's a bit unfair me so I, I, I think um, if, if United had good players Maguire would be alright as centre back no but I'm talking about the, the partnership Ant, with, with Lindelof it's not it's not progressed has it yet it's not today, today. I think the problem the bigger problem is Lindelof and that's what I mean it's Maguire having to cope we, we've talked about Smalling you know, doing I think he needs someone a bit more well, who's a bit more this, this isn't I mean the thing about it is, not one single person was that bothered when Chris Smalling left in the summer, but he's one who's obviously doing well at the minute in Serie A. It, is Maguire missing? You know, Rio, Rio Ferdinand was so good because he had a dominant centre-half that you can get with a ball player. And a, is, is Maguire missing a Chris Smalling, who may not be the, the most technically gifted, but he, he's the one who can throw an head in there? About Chris Smalling, I know what you're saying, back in, back in July, August, people were like, yeah, weren't exactly that bothered about Smalling going anywhere. But deep down, we all know that there were two players ahead of him who should have gone, and 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 maybe he should have been given a chance with Maguire. As, as, is as that is that not just a case of uh, when the manager got told, look, you've now got seven centre halves, you have to get rid of one of them, and the only one, any, the only one anyone wanted, yeah, of any value. No one's going to want Phil Jones. And and so we're so. in a situation where we've sold a striker and we can't get a striker back in, so we have to sell a defender as well. Yeah. 
And it's like that's that's what it was, Chris Smalling was mild United's easily United's best defender for the last out and out defender, five yeah. years um, by quite a distance. Yeah. And we've got we got rid of the best one. And we yeah, fair enough, we brought Maguire and we considered that an upgrade because you know, whilst he's um similar to Smalling in terms of defending his penalty box, he's a lot better on the ball, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, as a partnership, I think they would do quite well together. Well, I think oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like the, uh, the best centre half partnerships for me are always the, the dominant, I mean, you know, ball winner against. But the couple, the couple of a... games when he bought two and Zebby, and it looks a bit more solid. You know what I mean? Like he seems better on the ball than Lindelof for me. Call me old-fashioned. I'm a bit tired of people keep saying about Lindelof that he's comfortable on the ball. He's good on the ball. I want him to defend. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to yeah. fucking tackle. I want him to get stuck in. And I don't think he looks that good on the ball either. Well, exactly. Our fan base is. You know, reap what they sow because he used to, you know, Chris Marlin used to be a great penalty box defender, but everybody was laughing at videos of him passing one out like once yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's um, that that's what it comes down to, isn't it? We're, we're, as a support, we, we've got a very fickle fan base, and Chris Marlin last year and the four years previous to that was easily our best defender, and you know he's been chased off to Italy now, I mean, where he's thriving. Mm. <coughs> Believe me, how much do you think over the last week we've missed Scott McTominay? I, I made the point fully enough in that we we do miss him, but you can't. We're putting we're putting someone on a pedestal here who everyone was saying wasn't good enough for fucking Preston like a few months ago. Well, that was just so, that was yeah. just sure that. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know it's like yeah he's no, he's obviously him. got that energy in that in that centre of the, of the field, but he's not that level that we need and we need someone who's going to be better than him basically. See I disagree that because I disagree because I think he's been absolutely fantastic. He has, you know, been, he has Both been. coming forward as a proper box to box midfielder. Passionate as well. He, has, he is passionate. Yeah. He, he can organise, he gets... Yeah. I know what I'm, I'm a big... Means, We're yeah. talking about yeah. him as if he's like yeah. Matthias Sammer or something. Yeah. You know. He's, um, he's not. I like it. I'm a big fan of him. In I'm a big fan of him. We do look better when, when he's in there. But reminds me of Herrera a bit. Like yeah, he's, he's, he yeah. gets a lot. Yeah. He gets by, and he, he's got a lot of energy in there, and he'll bring the, you know bring everything forward. But again, we're relying on relying on him. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's United for God's sake. It's Paul Pogba due back very shortly, yeah. Stu. Uh, you thrilled with that? Or? Is he? You spoke to him. Well, like he's been due back for about a month, and <laughs> Speculating, but I'm just yeah. trying, just trying to pluck positives of where, where we're going to somehow get results from a horrendous uh, fixture list we've got this week. Um, I don't think he'll be back for Wednesday. I, I, I think I, he will. Do you? Yeah, I really do. Looking, looking at who's coming with Spurs to, as mi- well, to, 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 to make a point to miss a penalty. Maybe, but <laughs> I've no, no chance he'll be playing Wednesday. <laughs> absolutely no chance in hell. I won't be surprised. It won't be anywhere near the ground, probably. I won't be surprised. I'd, I'd be. I'd be yeah, I think if he'd rather start Pereira. If he does, again, you know, regardless of what's happened with Pogba and, and where he's been playing under under Mourinho and going and going back even further than that, you know, when he plays for his country, when he plays for Juventus, we all know the area area of the pitch where he's most influential and where he can hurt teams, and that's what we st- we're still lacking. We're still lacking since Paul Scholes is uh, put his boots up. Yeah, um, and if he was to come in and, and play there, I don't want him defend. I don't want to see him in our half actually. Yeah. Uh, if he was just to stand in that area, I'm pretty sure he'd create oh, at least two or three chances more a game, and we'd probably be winning, turning these draws maybe into wins. It, it, it could be that 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 bigger difference, but who knows where his head is? If if say McTominay and Pogba are uh, fit, what's what's your first choice midfield three? Oh, 
those two definitely. Yeah. Uh, would you get? Would you? Would you get? Yeah. We all get Fred. Fred at the minute looks right, not great, Fred. but he's improved, hasn't he? Yeah, he looks. So a bit. you play McTominay and Fred with Pogba, maybe the, the yeah, most advanced yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. yeah. There's no other choice, is there? That, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. The others can just not even anywhere near the Fred, ground. Fred did bench. seem comfortable with McTominay before he got his injury. It seemed like it was clicking a little bit. That so I'd, I'd definitely bring that back in as an option. Definitely. We've we've took. Two points this week from games against Sheffield United, Astana, all right, but it was with the kids, and Aston Villa, and yeah, Astana Villa <laughs> this week. Um, I mean, on paper, that should give you absolutely zero hope of going into a week against a rejuvenated Tottenham um, so. and a City team. It might be struggling, but still good going forward. But, I mean, would it surprise you for United to take three or four points this week? No. Because is it typical United? No, because I was saying it before, they've, do, they've done well against the the bigger side, the bigger name size this season, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's I'm, just, you're optimistic, <laughs> I'm not optimistic. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I'm yeah, not that, optimistic, but I won't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. No. No, I'm, I'm thinking nil bois from mm. two games, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll draw against Tottenham and we'll get beat off City, mm. I reckon. We've just been talking about Solskjaer, though. If that does happen, if we take nil one point from the next two games, is there real pressure on the manager? Because we'll, we'll be in the bottom half by Christmas. I mean, and that's even with a depleted squad, that's not good enough, is it? I think there's a bit of an agreement me that he's not going to be touched. Well, I don't think he should do because I think the moment he gets fired, Woodward should go with him. Yeah, definitely. And and, and he's not been given one transfer window, has he? Let's be honest. So if Solskjaer's in charge of in in charge of um, if Woodward's in charge of Solskjaer, then he's not going to sack him, is he? Yeah, more questions on him. And that's always the problem when you when you appoint you know a legend you know about his you know Solskjaer and you know different obviously you know different situation. But look at Shearer at Newcastle gets him relegated and you know you still get his legendary status obviously. But that's always the problem when you come in and and after he's coming after such a you know you know turmoil of what's happened in the last five six six years since Fergus left. Everyone's saying now he's got to be given time. He's got to be given at least one good summer transfer window. He's got to be given 200 million, and obviously he's got rid of what he what he wants to so far. Or more's going to go probably in January, um, but it's still obviously not his team, not his squad. So, but we're still probably five six players light, aren't we? That that, probably, that, that won't even happen next summer. And this is this is the thing that we're, we're going around in circles, aren't we? Because I I mean, if I was to say it, I'd say I'd give him till the end of the season. Definitely, because I, th- I feel with the squad he's been given, he deserves that. Where, where do you think? But and where, where, where do you think? Up. Where do you think a position would be good for him to finish? Though, if you're going to give. I like him Jamie Redknapp. I have some questions <laughs> on. <here. laughs> if he finished six, I think he, I think he's probably about par. Yeah. And um, do you think that's possible? Oh, well, we're, we're, we're still only about six so points off top four or something. Like it is quite. It is quite close from us to Burnley. All right, I'm talking hypothetical speaking here. If he can get. If he could get three players in in, in January, which I know he won't, you can get three players in January, I'm not talking about players, but I'm talking about positions, what are the three positions you'd want a player in? Two midfield, one up front. Yeah. Three yeah. centre-forward. Yeah. A real number nine, All new without question. <laughs> Lewandowski. That, will, that would be nice. Like I said, I didn't say players. It's probably going to be John Walters and yeah, Lee Catamol or someone like that. Centre-midfielder and um, a striker, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's, what do you make of Anthony Martial again today? Because he was oh, another one who uh, one good game in six Martial. He gets a free pass all the time from that one good game that he has. 
and everything good around him. All these fanboys are all over him and all that. Yeah, and you can't say anything bad about him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, oh, honestly, he's an absolute disgrace. He walked off in front really of me when he got subbed. Yeah. He walked off right in front of me, and, and then obviously... Yeah, he almost looked like he was in tears. Yeah. Yeah, like he had a headache, he was holding yeah. his head like a... Oh, honestly, he's a, waste, he's a waste of time for me, he really is. <laughs> Dreadful today. He's not consistent Dreadful. enough, and yeah, lazy, not, not up to it. Simple as that. Yeah. Any positives today to take? Um, Rashford, another goal for Rashford. James, yeah, little, James, little, James looked lively again, I suppose. Yeah, he missed it, didn't he? He just about... Well, yeah, he, is it a post? Has he got given us an own goal? Yeah, yeah he went off. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Forget that then. Yeah. <laughs> even, less, even less positive to take. I, and I liked it when he ran, ran into the box at one point and fell over. Yeah. That, that was good. Over his own feet. Yeah, I just yeah. think that when, when I watch those attacking players, it's like, it's not ability, they've got it. Just the, the, the brains. Seriously lacking. It's, you know, like how many times has it was um, a ball go across goal today? Like, there's nobody well, just running we, in we all said the same thing. It was, it was literally when everyone was literally singing Rude Van Nistelrooy's name where we was. Mm. Uh, as Daniel James whipped another ball across the six-yard box that nobody yeah. was winning. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and part of you thinking... No one's in the box. Part of you yeah. thinking, is it the striker's fault for not being there? Or, mm. or what's the point of you even whipping a ball in there knowing that no one's going to be there? But he's put it in the danger. Yeah, of course what yes, you want yeah, your yeah, he, did it, he did it three or four mate, times <coughs> in the first half. There was half. one second half in front of us again. My mate said to me, you know, he, he could have done what he did last week and cut it back to Rashford. But I think Rashford was more a mark last week than what Martial was today. And Martial was like near the penalty spot, but he wasn't that unmarked. Um, but as you know, when you're coaching your winger, you want him to put it exactly where he put it two or three times today, mm. and that's the problem. We've not got a, a you know a fox in the box, have we? Mm. Move on to this week then. Um, Mourinho coming back to Old Trafford. Um, what sort of reception do you think he'll get from the United fans, Mourinho? I think he'll be all right, actually, to be honest. I think that is generally the, the thing. We've, mm. We're a little bit nonplussed. We're, yeah. we're grateful for yeah. you know the trip for to the, Stockholm we yeah, had with a couple set, of our yeah. cup finals, but then yeah. the way his behaviour at the end, no one was that disappointed yeah. to see him go. So I, think I think he'll will, get a bit of polite, yeah. polite. Yeah, he'll applause. be polite. He won't be, he won't be full on. Well, you never know about anyway, so You never know about a fucking lot. What have you made of Mourinho so far at Tottenham with his five and six goal thrillers so far after... Basically, I think there's been, I think I'm sure there's been 16 goals 16 in three goals, games, which yeah. would normally set three months when he was at Old Trafford. I, tr- I tried to shut it out, to be honest, because I, I despise the man that strongly. <laughs> I, I don't really want to... Um, that polite applause might not come from where Ant sits. No, no. <laughs> I think um, he's... Some of his stuff, I mean, he was on the touchline at West Ham, weren't he, celebrating, quite exuberant. I didn't see him do that for three years at United, last three years at United. I think... Um, you know, any any celebration he did do was either cupping his ears about himself or mm. shushing cameras. I think um, he could have done with getting the crowd up for it and celebrating a goal at Old Trafford a couple of times. It might have um, not gone gone to shit as much. Do you um, fancy our chances against him this week? Though? I think um, I think if I think United might go to a back three again like they did against Liverpool. I think um, when when it's three seven. Like they did against Chelsea, away at Chelsea as well. I think that two and Xavi might come in, and I think um, he does that because to sort of like make a game tighter. I think if he's as open as he was against West Ham today, sorry against Aston Villa today, um, I think we'd get beat. But I think he'll try and um, play sort of the percent, exploit them on account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, lads, obviously a disappointing results today. Um, we've struggled looking for any positive, so you might struggle here. But um, was there any particular United player stood out that would get your vote for man of the match today? No, you're not, you're not giving no. anyone the match. No, I'm abstaining. <laughs> Similar, but if anybody, if, you, if you're going to twist my arm, I'm going to go with Fred. I just felt a bit, a bit sorry for him, and I thought he, he did try and run around and 
I know that's his job, but yeah. If, he, if you're asking me for somebody, Matt's really desperate. I think I'd, um, I'd, I think there were some good moments. I think the young lad Williams is, um, you know, he has some really good moments where he drives the ball forward, but he was caught. He was a bit erratic in the first yeah, half, yeah. Um, out of position. But I, I like his attitude to get on the ball and pass it forward. You know, there's a bit of drive to him, isn't there? Whereas you watch somebody like Lindelof, it's like, God, back for you know, forward three yards, then back <coughs> again. But I. I I'd say probably my favourite today was Wambasaka. I thought he did all right. Well, I'm going to give it to uh, Andres. Per- no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he was on threads back. I'd be struggling with this. Dan James probably gives us the best uh, moments, but we're, we're all struggling here. I don't think anyone would stand out of more than a six and a ten. Um, lads, so the, the general consensus is that we're not particularly confident for this week. Though it wouldn't surprise us to get any wins. Um, is that generally the theme? That's- yeah, yeah, like I said before, like, I, I'm not confident, but I wouldn't. I'll, on the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a good time. It, it, it should be a good time to play City, though. Mm. Or, or does that work the other way? That no, it's a good time to play for them. For it, them fuckers. Oh, sorry, I just got, I know they're not great. I, know, I watched them yesterday and I watched them last week, and you know they're not firing on all cylinders. Mm. But the grinding out results aren't they? Just no, about absolutely murderers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. I, yeah. Hopefully not. But I, I can't see. Well, you probably you can see it's probably scoring there, but you can probably see them scoring two or three. And that's a problem. Pessimist and never disappointed. <laughs> well, you've heard it here. But if you listen to the United We Stand lads, by the time this uh, this time next week, we're probably going to be about 14th in the league. Seriously, I mean, it's not it's not beyond a joke. No, it, you no, know, we are genuinely in that region where anything from 6th to, to 14th, 15th, yeah. there's not a lot in it. Mm. Um, we'll leave it there with that, lads. Thanks very much for, for joining us. Uh, thank you Fine. to everyone who's bought the mag off us today uh, in freezing cold conditions. Another entertaining but disappointing result for Manchester United where we've only took a point at home to another newly promoted side. I thought it was quite entertaining, reasonably. You're a a hard man to please you. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll be back from uh, Jose Mourinho's return on Wednesday night. Uh, In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you then.